0: Hello, hello, Lisa here. Since you're listening to this particular podcast, I imagine you're likely a leader in the area of talent, HR, people, culture, L&D, employee experience, or OD. Are you also a talent leader who is longing for a safe sounding board to bounce ideas off of? Who's thirsty for some fresh new ideas that will actually work? Who maybe needs to influence multiple stakeholders who don't always know what they want? Maybe you're somebody who wants to get out of their own way and who's ready for expert, ongoing, and confidential mentoring. If you answered yes to one or more of those statements, then we need to talk. In addition to my group programs, I work privately with a select few clients as their talent management thought partner. I will help you, over the next 90 days, finally create the space, the intention, and the strategy to implement an initiative that's critical to your team's longer-term impact and legacy. Let's chat and see if there's a fit. Book me online at greenappleconsulting.ca slash contact. Welcome to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. I'm a talent management thought partner and results coach, wife and mom. Talent management leaders are hungry to learn from their peers and want to hear about real-life talent initiatives. This podcast is for and by talent management leaders. My guests and I dig into successes, challenges, and lessons learned from a very practical, not theoretical point of view. You'll discover important insights about how to elevate your confidence and amplify your influence in a role known for being caught in the organizational middle. I'm thrilled to have you listening. So let's get going and hear the truth about talent management today. Welcome back to Talent Management Truths. I'm your host, Lisa Mitchell. In today's solo episode, I'd like to talk to you about the power of community and belonging. I've been thinking a lot about these themes lately. As COVID and the headlines wear us down even further, it can be easy to retreat inside ourselves, to put a sort of isolation helmet on that muffles the world and people around us. This kind of retreating feels easy at the moment, and yet it's damaging when sustained. So much so that the UK government actually created a Minister for Loneliness post in 2018. Brene Brown, my favorite author, said in her book, The Gifts of Perfection, a book that changed the trajectory of my life, by the way, she said, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Even with our families, our built-in community, we need to be deliberate about connecting beyond a surface level. As in, mom, where's my phone charger? Or, hun, I need to work late. Can you take care of making dinner? My dad would often comment to me how much I was like his mom, my grandma Grace, in the way that she valued and nurtured her friendships over the years. He'd say, my mother had lots of friends, sure, but she worked at it. She spent time checking in on people, really thinking about and caring about them. He's right. I do try to be a good friend and keep connected. And, you know, I've got to be honest, sometimes I feel let down when I feel like others aren't being quite as deliberate and thoughtful about caring for me as their friend. It's not like they aren't or they're not being caring in their own way. People are busy. We have crazy lives. But in the absence of friendly attention, I sometimes will feel momentarily alone and disconnected. What I've learned over time, though, is that when I'm telling myself the story that I'm being ignored or that my people don't love me enough, it's time to turn the page in that storybook? There are a couple of ways that help me regain control of my own narrative. Number one, I act first to initiate contact. It's easy to say, "Oh, I'll wait for them to reach out they they I haven't heard from them for a while. The ball's in their court, but really, it takes me you know thirty seconds to send a quick text with a funny photo or a memory, and that's all it usually takes. The response is always immediate and usually gives me some insight into what was happening for that person while I was telling myself that she didn't care about me enough. Number two, I seek new sources of connection and inspiration. Usually this means that I reach out to people in my broader social or professional circles beyond my close inner circle. So it might be a person i would mentored or networked with or coached ages ago, and I send a quick note to inquire how they're doing and to share a short update of my own. The responses are typically characterized by a tone of surprise and delight that I remembered, that I even thought to check in. So those responses delight me in turn. And in fact, they fuel me and my very human need for community and belonging. I'm a strong believer that we get back what we put out in the world. When I'm feeling scared or anxious or tired and I put that isolation helmet on, I end up playing small and getting stuck for a while. Disconnected. Yet, when I choose to do the opposite of what I feel like doing, which is sometimes curling up in a lonely ball, for instance, and I just reach out a little to my brilliant network of friends and colleagues and clients and acquaintances, I start to come back to myself. I get inspired, motivated, productive again. I make things happen, and it feels easier. When I finally became aware many years ago of how connection fuels me, I became more deliberate in terms of how I set myself up for success. I need that fuel. So I decided to not only rely on individual connections, but also on communities of people who share a common interest or need with me. A community that meets regularly so that it's in my calendar, and it gives me the permission and the space to share stories, think out loud, laugh, and make plans. I remember back when I was senior leader for many years in corporate Canada. And it was funny because although I spent so much time in meetings, 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 surrounded by people all the time, both online and in person, I didn't always feel like I had an ally in the room. Plus, as you well know, when you're in HR or talent or learning, it can be rather wearisome at times to be told, We need you to do all this, meaning work some talent performance and development magic, but with little to no money or time or resources. Always remember, you're a cost center, not a revenue generator. Sound good? Now, I'm exaggerating a bit, sort of. I did always feel that way, but there were enough times that I did where I experienced that yucky feeling of Being an island stuck somewhere between the bottom line and what employees and leaders truly need to thrive. Back then, to counter this effect, I worked hard, really hard, to nurture my relationships with my team members and my peers, you know, to connect with them personally, not just professionally. That helped. And years later, I am still in touch with an incredible group of former colleagues, you know, people that I really enjoy staying in touch with. But sometimes, you know, I just felt as though, rightly or wrongly, no one really got me. No one understood my particular predicament. No one could really mentor me in my professional discipline when I was the leader and resident expert in it. Wasn't I supposed to already know how to do all the things? Sometimes you wonder if you could be or should be more innovative or bleeding edge, but you don't know what you don't know and you don't have time usually to read all the latest research and case studies. You need to learn while still focusing on your big rocks at work, the priorities that are crucial to your success. There was also this perception that networking was icky, and I see that with a lot of my clients today too, you know, at least the traditional type of networking. But everyone kept saying, me included, how it's critical to career success. So sometimes I I would go to the occasional chapter meeting or conference for one of my HR or learning associations, you know, if the topics looked interesting. I might get a few inspiring ideas and maybe exchange a laugh with a couple of new contacts. But it was all rather surface feeling and left me with a new itch to scratch. How could I make those ideas work back home on the job in my organization? And as I was dragged kicking and screaming back into the meetings, 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 I'd say to myself, Lisa, who are you kidding? You don't have time to initiate follow-up networking, virtual coffees with the people you met. You know, you're just keeping your head above water. And so it went. Now, I'm not trying to paint the most dismal picture ever of corporate or the 25 plus years that I spent there. I'm just saying that it was hard sometimes being stuck in the organizational middle and not having other people like me at that same level to talk to. Fast forward to when I went out on my own almost five years ago. It's called solopreneur for a reason. You're on your own all of a sudden. It's up to you to do everything strategy, sales, accounting, design, consulting, coaching, marketing, graphic design, website upkeep, and so on. It's invigorating and exhausting all at the same time. A true roller coaster. Now, I chose it, so I'm not complaining. It was a real major, major transition though I recognized early on that in this new context I needed a new level of support I met some wonderful people right away at my coaching school and I organized initiated a few small group what I called coaching collaborative meetings to talk about our learning and to let off steam and get to know each other better and they were wonderful nowadays I still meet monthly whenever I can with my incredible coaching practicum group from back in those school days, you know we lift each other up through the sharing of knowledge and personal updates after a year on my own, though, I was yearning for more support on the business owner side of things, so I joined a women's business support group that met monthly. It was okay, but it really consisted of two hours of people giving longish updates about what they'd been doing and you know how they'd spent their previous month, and it wasn't really forward looking or inspirational plus. I never really felt like I belonged with that group. Each meeting, I diligently come prepared with a reflection on the commitment I'd made in the last meeting and the progress I'd made, plus my new goal for the for the month to come. But I was often one of the only people who had actually met their stated commitment. So that made me feel a bit of an outsider, let down, irritated. And on top of that, each individual there was perfectly lovely, but no one was in talent management consulting and coaching like me. So it was interesting to hear about challenges in other disciplines like retail and financial advice, but not always particularly useful. It began to feel like a chore to go, to be honest. So I left after one year. Next up on the search for community and belonging, I enrolled in a high-end, year-long mastermind for ambitious female entrepreneurs. And it included a mix of training, tools, community, and coaching. Now, this was a much better fit for me. While the group of women were diverse and represented many types of services and products and backgrounds, we all shared a key characteristic, our drive to become a better version of ourselves and to succeed in business. I had found the inspiration and community I needed and wanted, and the mentorship I'd been missing in the areas of sales and marketing fast forward to the end of that year, and I was ready for something new yet again. I left the program with a couple of very special friendships and lots of new tools and models to draw from. I also left with a clear desire to create my own community, to be the initiator once again. I decided to scratch my own itch, as Tim Ferriss likes to say. All these years, what I've really been wanting in the background is to be part of a special community of talent management leaders like me that is more of an intense and useful experience than typical association meetings or monthly meetups. It's a place where relationships go beyond a surface chat and business card exchange, where there's meaningful relationships with like-minded people that grow and develop and sustain me long after the program concludes. You know, a place where you can join the conversation, not just listen to it. I'm dreaming Of a social ecosystem of learning where I can be the learner and be the expert, where you can be seen, be heard, be understood. We learn best through the power of great examples and the power of doing. We can no longer rely on the old approach of pausing to learn or flipping on a learning switch. Learning must be integrated into our day to day. After all, those meetings, meetings, meetings still need to get attended to. And that's why I created my new foundational programs exclusively for talent management leaders. You Reframed, which runs three or four times a year, and the Talent Trust, which kicks off in March 2022. Now, You Reframed is a small coaching experience that takes place over two two to three months. It's focused on clarity, clarity of purpose, values, and goals. It provides powerful support through group sessions and private coaching with me so you can keep delivering for the employees who rely on you and your team. The Talent Trust is a year-long complementary program. These two can work independently of each other or in tandem. So it's a year-long program for leaders who are ready for unparalleled and meaningful peer support, mentoring, inspiration, results, so that you can implement and sustain those big rock initiatives with ease and confidence. You deserve to experience the power of community and belonging, and both these programs meet this need. Now, this isn't a big sales pitch here. If you're intrigued, I invite you to simply book a free Clarity Catalyst call with me to explore which program might be the best fit for you now based on where you're at. There's no pressure. It's a no commitment call. I'll listen. You'll feel heard. (laughs) And I promise I'll help you get new clarity about what you really want and need. And then you can take it from there. Don't wait to book your call, though. People who enroll early in the March cohort of the Talent Trust will also be invited to join a cohort of you reframed for absolutely no additional cost. That is a huge bonus, my friends, trust me. You can learn more at thetalenttrust.ca. At any rate, again, I'm not trying to sell you services you don't need, but if you are intrigued and you want more inspiration, more influence, and more impact this year, the communities I'm creating here will help you. So whether we chat or work together at some point, I want to leave you with this. I know you're smart, hardworking, committed to self-improvement because you wouldn't be listening otherwise. You're also very likely stretched thin and overworked. So if I can leave you with one thing, it's that it's up to you to take control of your situation and of your story. Only you can change the narrative. To do this, you must be proactive, not reactive you can choose to be intentional in terms of how you buoy or buoy yourself up with a sense of community and belonging, however that looks for you. Let's recap the ways you can regain control of your own narrative when you're feeling disconnected or uninspired or unproductive. Number one, act first to initiate contact with someone you care about. Don't wait for them. Number two, seek new sources of connection and inspiration. I hope this episode has provided you with some food for thought and helpful ideas. Please send along your questions and comments to lisa at greenappleconsulting.ca. I'd genuinely love to hear from you. Likewise, if you feel you could use a little help getting clarity in what you're wanting and needing this year, book a complimentary clarity call with me. The link's in the show notes. We'll dig into what's going on for you right now and figure out your most important next step. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Talent Management Truths. See you next time. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your colleagues. Better yet, head over to Apple Podcasts and let us know. When you subscribe and leave me a written five-star review, not only do I glow from within, but more people will learn about the show and why they should listen. Plus, each month, I'll select one reviewer to receive a free True Tilt profile. Simply email me with a link to your review to be entered in the draw. Until next time, keep telling the talent management truth.